the big picture issue is concussion. And we've known for a long time that there are class actions that have been looming and now they have materialised. So four active cases now against the AFL on the issue of concussion. Here's Gil McLaughlin, the Chief Executive of the AFL on AFL 360. We take our duty of care seriously. The doctors take their duties of care seriously. There are good people who've taken this seriously for a long period of time. There's been, I think, 30 rule changes and or match review panel changes since 2002. We have we we work very hard to be lead world on on diagnosis and treatment. We've spent millions and millions of dollars in research. We've committed 25 million dollars to a longitudinal study over 10 years. The next part about it is is then we're working, which we've talked about for a long time, through the collective bargaining agreement on hardship fund for those who need picking up and, and, and need our care. When everyone goes out in the field, like I did, like you do, like everyone did when they played, there's a level of assumption of risk. But they do that knowing all the things we're doing, that I think we take very seriously and we take our duty of care seriously. And then after that, where the cases sit within that framework, they'll be worked through and the lawyers will deal with that. And if there's a case to answer, I'm sure we'll be answerable to it. But, you know, when um, you ask them to talk to parents, and I've got four kids who all play, three girls and a boy, and I go there knowing that we are, I think leading the way, both in terms of investment, decisions we made, the length for over two decades making these decisions, that the medicine's imperfect, and then in the end, I put them out there knowing all that, 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 that we're doing the best we can, and then there's an assumption of risk, and I, but I want them to play and be active and live their lives. A lot of what's said there is going to constitute the, the tension point in court when it all gets there. The latest level of detail is in today's Herald Sun, where Max Rook has told his story for the first time. He is he is the most unlikely poster boy for any sort of cause. He's a very private person. He was a splendid footballer in the courageous and warrior-like way that he played. And I mentioned during the week, it deeply affected me to know the toll that it took on him as somebody. Oh, I've lived his career and then Liam Pickens in exactly the same camp. Mm. Did, did, what did you, did, Sam, did you read Max did, this morning? Yeah, that's a difficult read, that's for sure. And I knew it was going to be when I opened it up, but he's bared his soul in so many ways. And as you say, as a player who he admits in the story uh, with Robin Riley at the Herald Sun there that he's not comfortable even talking about it to this day, but he knows it's something that he has to do and something he has to be done. Reflecting, I mean, so many regrets he must have, but the way he treated his parents and the way it affected him and, um, you know, physically and mentally, you just your heart bleeds for him in, the, in that moment. And, and this is a man, as you said, Jared, during the week, and Liam Pickin, much the same. They stake their career on these sort of acts, and now it's very much affecting them in the aftermath. So we've got both generations mm. here, which I think we're really well served today. So, Mark, there's a really clear toll from from your day, yep. uh, and I imagine you know some of the people, and you certainly would have... Mm. Uh, come across their stories. It just how does it how does it make you feel as we start to see the the toll on individuals, the lifelong toll that footy's yeah. taken? Yeah, well, but, uh, there's a lot of people walk around and uh, aren't in great shape. Um, we all understand that, and, and that's all for different reasons. Uh, but the the head head concussion things is a, is a dangerous thing. And then we we got a guy who we know. What about your mate who had a big hair con concussion here? I mean, gee whiz, I mean, that was a massive smack in the middle of the ground here. And, 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 and so to me, I, 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 don't, I, I don't suffer it, I don't think, although my wife thinks I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, look, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. And, and I, there has to be a compensation somewhere along the line. But do the, have the doctors kept the, 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 
the credits of what happened in every game from every year? Is there a, is there a, is there a record of this? I would think there is. Well, I'd hope hope there is because then there is a, there's a case to answer. That's what happens. Uh, and, and if we don't trust the doctors, we don't trust anyone. So to me, I think that uh, there, there'll be a, there'll be a court case about it, and it'll all happen. And 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 I hope that they get some joy out of it by 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 actually helping them. But I I, I don't want to. There's a few money grabbers around the place, as you well know, and I know too. Uh, and I I just don't want that to happen. It's got to be real. It's got to be honest. It's got to be truthful, and it's got to be and it's got to be paid for. I feel the AFL has come a long way in this area. Um, I, I look back to you just mentioned before the, the Jordan Lewis knockout here against mm. the Bulldogs, um, and he came back on in the last quarter Incredible. with that. Like you, you watch that hit, and even <laughs> when I go overseas and you, you talk to Americans about Australian football, the first thing. I show them is oh, it's a pretty physical game. There's no padding. There's no helmet. First thing I do is I show them Jordan Lewis, and they're like, "You guys are crazy." <laughs> um, the fact Jordan came back on, but a lot of players back then, you would hide any injuries to get back on the field. And mm-hmm. looking as a teammate, you knew he wasn't right. I don't reckon he was right for. I reckon he said he had said it's probably three or four weeks mm-hmm. that it's for him. And you could you knew that training with him because they'll be doing ground balls and he'd be fumbling or be missing the ball or there'd be balls would be getting kicked over his head and he was a sliding winger. The two yeah, dangerous spots, I believe, on football are the halfbackers who stand in front of the full forwards and also the wingers who have to slide around and put their body on the line to intercept Mark. That was that was Jordan's role for us. He was very good at it. He was tough. He there was for the next few weeks he was going back, he was missing contests, he was he wasn't judging. He just told that something wasn't right there, but he felt because he was upright and he was running, it was his duty to put his hand up to play. Um, and I feel the AFL are getting so much better. They're taking the decision out of the players' hands, leaving it to the doctor. Um, but you can see how there's been so many players affected from how the game used to be played. And the badge of honour stuff that we all know, know now is is not right. Um, it's health first, but that wasn't the case years ago. In the two Maybe. class actions, Sam, it's mm. just, just a layman's interpretation from the outside. One seems very combative and threatening towards the game. I think Greg Griffin's language is that, if you've heard, if you heard him with uh, Andy and Gazy during the week. The, the, the Max Rook lawsuit seems um, less confrontational, as even the, the lead lawyer spoke about. This is insurance money. We're not trying to break the game here. This is what these players are entitled to for the lifelong suffering they get as a result of what transpired. Yeah, I get ultimately they're both after the same thing, but the biggest one is the Greg Griffin case out of South Australia with Peter Jess running shotgun with him. Now, that's going to be more than 200 players. Now, the, the three lead plaintiffs in that one are Darren Jarman, Jay Schultz and Kat Tuck, who's the executor of the will of the late midfielder Shane Tuck. John Barnes is um, more than happy to lend his profile to it. John Platten as well, and not all of them are. Some will want to go through the whole process and remain anonymous. This might be, of course, years away from being yeah. resolved. Um, speaking to Peter Jess during the week though so yeah some of that language I mean he says we've presented our clinical evidence to the AFL so he's saying the difference in our action is we have been constantly testing our past player cohort for functional impairment to their brains for more than 12 years he said we've documented the transition from healthy men to a broad spectrum of neurological issues ranging from MND the early onset of dementia and psychological problems he said they've then presented that to the AFL like I said and Peter Jess is saying they've asked the AFL to provide adequate support financially and psychologically um 
The AFL has not provided these services, so the last resort is to sue. He said the AFL simply ignores the elephant in the room. We need to expose the AFL's total disregard, he says, to the current cohort of players by not investigating in prevention and mitigation programs to reduce the impact of concussions. So, yeah, the language is more aggressive. Um, it is more pointed. It is more putting it back on the AFL and, I guess, their liability in this case. Um, he says, rather than waste time and effort and scarce resources on a retrospective study of brain damage from concussion, he says the AFL would be better served and better serving the current cohort of players by investing in biannual brain scans and biomedical analysis to measure the year-on-year -year brain health of participants now and measure the functional integrity of the, of the brain. But uh, Can you imagine if they actually had to go back through the decades and get them actually looked at and, 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 and scanned? That may turn into billions and, you know well, I mean. and that is the NFL experience, as yeah. once players have passed away in the study of their brains. Uh, so, so there's some of the... Uh, so the AFL is strident on the, the 30 rule changes, adjustments to the MRP mm. along the way. So the real-time evolution of it. But going back during the week and watching... So Max Rook, 2009, knocked out cold third quarter, back on the ground in the fourth quarter, and then Jordan Lewis's. And just... So the science evolves, yes... But the real-time discussion, and Mike Sheehan was the man who took this on, and it was the Jordan Lewis one, I'm sure, that prompted mm. it. It just wasn't right that he went on back on the ground in the fourth quarter. He took on the medical establishment there, and the doctors within the league hated him for it. But he was right. And eventually, mm. the science caught up to intuitively what Mike knew, and really what we all knew, is a player in that state shouldn't have been going back on the field. So it'll be interesting how that's tested in court when the time comes. Absolutely. It's not the dim, dark past. 2009 yeah. and 10 is not the dim, dark past. You don't even have to go part, that, that far back. In, you in don't have to be brave now. Mm. don't have to be so brave, I can tell you. That's, that's what you shouldn't be. Brave on the ground, but yeah. not brave to go back.